Thank you. And now, tonight, they're here for the reunion we've all been hoping for. The Masters of Merriment, whoa, amyl nitrate, my heart's getting faster. Those princes of polka, Josh and Stein Dishman. myself to be here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the the first time that Josh and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California. Uh And I'll tell you... (laughs) I'll tell you, it's really something. You know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> that, well, no. no yeah, it is. No, no, but it is funny um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some charcoals, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But You know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget... The cops, no, you, those differences there. How could you forget those? <laughs> no, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, know the, the, the great point? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know.
Yes, yes, y'all. You're on tuned in to mutinyradio.fm. We are high spirits, just getting a roll on. High spirits. We're missing the intern because she's got the best radio voice. Our intern is on her way. Our intern soon to be upgraded to host. <laughs> Did we lose the music? Yeah, somebody turned it off or something. Uh, to check the, the cable. So welcome, y'all. Welcome back. I think this is our fifth episode, fifth app, and we're super pumped. Thanks for joining us. If uh, anybody is out there, feel free to give us a call at 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. We are High Spirits. We're the show that ostensibly talks about sobriety and people's relationship to alcohol and drugs, whether it be positive, negative, sideways, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Do we have uh, we have a couple guests, some some regulars, uh, some real friends of the pod with us? Sorry, folks. <laughs> the that's, cables were just all that's unplugged my, and hanging out, and we're just putting things back together here. Illustrious co-host who can introduce himself, who was absent last week. We missed him dearly. Oh, hey, um, my name is Pegasus. Hey, Pegasus. Uh, co-host has a name of the week, which is actually quite cool. Uh, I guess I didn't introduce myself. My name is Jay Quellen. I forgot for a second there. I am Jay Quellen, and we have Pegasus today. Getting some Greek mythology up in this biatch. We're just uh, figuring things out right now. <laughs> there, there we go. Can you hear us? I can barely hear hey. I can. Oh, How's this? This is better. I think. Sorry. Are we good? Yeah. Looks like this mic stand broke. <laughs> All right, what's up? Hear us in the headphones? Pegasus taking a deep breath. I can hear you in the headphones. Oh, hey, it's Madison. Um, <clears throat> stick around. You guys got to stick around for a great show. We've just introduced uh, Madison's Corner, which will be up in approximately 30 minutes or an hour. Or really, it depends on when she has to bail to go to one of her drug-fueled dance parties. <laughs> where she is ostensibly sober, just like this show is ostensibly about sobriety. Uh, no winking and no nudging there. We're serious. Oh, cool. We don't have the echo there. Yeah, it was weird with the echo. But, you know, we love to hear ourselves talk, right, Madison? We do. I went home and listened to the podcast just to hear what I sounded like. And I sound like a valley girl, bitches. Yeah, and you're... Yeah, you're uh, you're from the valley, right? <laughs> exactly. We have another regular friend of the pod and contributor of the music tonight. 
uh, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, this is Bob. Hey, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, Bob. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, good to be here. And Bob is also our uh, our, our music person tonight. Or did you just say that? Yeah, hey, I already covered that, Pegasus. <laughs> hey, 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> um, Pegasus is, uh, thanks for... Uh, <clears throat> to our co-host Pegasus for getting everything up and running. We uh, just scrambled right after the comedy show. Hopefully you were listening to the entirety of that. And, you know, it's interesting um, that uh, I have thought that, you know, it would be fun to maybe kick off this show with uh, occasionally with comments about the comedy set that preceded us because sometimes there is some interesting stuff happening in those sets it's wild this is uncensored free speech comedy underground this is the underground comedy spot you know like i i love in theory to bring somebody new to one of the comedy uh, sets on friday nights so they happen from eight to ten with uh open mic starting at 6 p.m to just be like, you know what? I got street cred in this city. I know where the underground comedy spot is, but you just never know what people are going to say. And uh, tying into the topic of our, the theme of our show, High Spirits, uh, we had a joke, if you might remember at the end there, with one of the comics about uh, drinking. I don't remember all the particulars. Actually, I don't remember anything at all, except that there was a joke about drinking. Maybe you guys remember something. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I, the last guy was super inappropriate, it, it and I liked it. It was a story about him getting shit-faced drunk, uh, jumping into the air, shitting his pants, uh, and passing out in, in front of a bunch of girls. I, I think I was so traumatized by the shitting the pants part, I tuned that part out. But thank you for remind, for jogging my memory, Bob. And, and something about him being three years old and seeing his mother... Well, no, that, that, that was, was the next. Comment. That was the next, and you know what I got to say? I actually, I really like that, guys. I mean, I'm, I would like to hear what you guys thought of that joke. But out of all the jokes, that one really stood out the most. Um, I thought it was. Uh, it, I, I did have one criticism of that <laughs> joke, which is that hot dogs can't be raw; they come pre-cooked. Ah, indeed. Like the ballpark franks, they plump when you cook them, y'all. Plump when you cook them. Um. <laughs> Uh, ballpark pranks. You don't remember that? That's uh, I, I couldn't tell if you were making an inappropriate sexual joke like the, the comedian, the last comedian. No, th did. that is actually a real commercial yeah. for a real product, uh, ballpark pranks, yes, which they, I was obsessed they with. when you cook them, yeah. Yeah, as a kid. Um, and that was meant to entice people. <laughs> to <laughs> actually, that is funny now that we're... <laughs> I haven't thought about that commercial in a decade. And yeah, there were some a interesting... Little, a little innuendo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, all moms out there uh, serving your kids. Um, and there was an uh, appropriate or inappropriate joke about a gentleman who said he dated only uh, single moms and about the snacks and stuff. So... Yeah, some memorable stuff. It was pretty interesting. Um, and I won't get into it now necessarily. I want to see what, what the, you know, what's going on with the floor. You know, everybody check in what's going on with them. But I did want to say that that comedy thing reminded me that I just watched. Uh, I was blown away. I just watched the new Dave Chappelle uh, Netflix special. 
And I don't know if any of you guys have watched it yet. Is that the one he's getting some criticism about? I'm sure he is getting criticism. I think when I searched his Wikipedia page, because I wanted to learn more about him after this show, I, um, I, I there were some articles. I completely forget what the controversy is, but... I. I can only speculate, and I might I might speculate by giving some highlights about what I really enjoyed about his humor, which is very controversial indeed. Are you guys talking about Chappelle? Yeah, did you watch it? No, I was going to say the controversy is that he's not funny anymore. Oh. Oh, uh, hey. Um, wait, it's Shadow, Shadow Lady, right? Hey, by the way, that's Shadow Lady who just joined us with Hi a guys. very controversial <laughs> opinion about the new controversy surrounding Dave Chappelle. I'm that, kidding. I love Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. He's my boy. He was uh, in he's San Francisco a, a month ago. Uh, yeah, he's married to a Filipino. And uh, at the end of his show, he actually thanks her in a beautiful photo of them walking, looking back. Holding hands uh, to my beautiful L or whatever her name is, um, Elfin or L or whatever. And, elf. Uh, and, uh, she's an elf. She's seemed. Uh, she's he's, he's talked about her a lot in his in his stand up and um, also yeah. just I think offline and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's. Anyways, we don't have to get into it all now, but I, I'm super jacked up on that. I really, it was a. It was but so wait, fun. there is a new one? Not the ones that he came out with like a while No, back. no, this is brand new. Oh, I'm excited. Where is it? It's on Netflix. I don't have Netflix Netflix. <laughs> Um, who has Netflix here? Because I'm coming well, obviously, over. Obviously, Whose password can you steal? <laughs> obviously, I do because I watched it. Oh, all um, right. I'm but, there. Uh, but I'm using somebody <laughs> else's, of course. That um, makes you not an adult. <laughs> I think I think Netflix is one of those things that uh, is uh, it's part of the new sharing economy. Hey, millennials sharing economy, you know, Netflix, Netflix and chill. You know, I, I like to uh, Netflix and chill. And uh, usually 100 uh, percent of the time, that just means that I'm hanging out on the couch, chilling by myself, watching Netflix. That's Netflix and chilling for Jay Quellen. Uh, you know, anybody out there want to change that? Just call in 415-550-0511. What and about me? I am open to I watching that I'm special coming. again. Uh, you don't count, Shadow Lady. <laughs> um, All right. It, it will. It will definitely not be chill. <laughs> just, I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Controversial topics abound. Um, so I know that. Um, I think it would be cool maybe if uh, we have one, two, three, four, five people in the room, uh, five beloved people, and uh, maybe it'd be cool for everyone to have a, a brief check-in um, so that, you know, you guys, the fans, the audience can get to know who um, who we are again. Um, this is just our fifth show. And uh, yeah, so you want to start off, Bob? No. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, what exactly are you looking for us to do? Yeah, you know, we you want us like, to, to anonymously introduce ourselves. Be like, I'm Madison, and I will do Madison's corner. Call me with your tax questions, international tax questions specifically, or you can find me in the club with a crazy colored wig. There it is. That's it. And that's, that's Madison. Madison. That's Madison. Oh, I was just thinking about the happenings of the week. You know, anything interesting happening in your week? Uh, I saw a, just on the drive over here, I saw a down and out, pres presumably homeless uh, woman on the street wearing a Coachella sweatshirt. And uh, that just gave me pause. I'll just stop there. Are you sure she's homeless or that's hobo chic? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, that's where that's where I'm stopping. But uh, I did think that I did. I, I will say that viscerally, something felt wrong about that to me. I felt sad. I felt sad. Maybe a little outraged. And jealous because I knew you were trying to go. No, no, I'm not. I, oh, not Coachella. You're trying to go to Burning Man. Oh, everybody's out of Burning Man right now. So uh, we're, you know, thousands of our fans are, are not here today. <laughs> like. Yes, but we can get parking. Uh, indeed. Oh gosh, every year you're absolutely right, Bob. I I have been getting parking. I have been. I don't know what else. Uh, getting into restaurants, all those I restaurants. I feel like the city's better when they're gone. I know that's <laughs> terrible for me to say, but Let's just the club's got a better crowd. Like it's just better. Oh yeah, you've noticed that. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you you ro- you move in a in a burner dance scene. Would you say? The first half of your night, right? Well, I try to avoid the clubs that most burners go to, but I have noticed, I do notice that when Burning Man's on, it's more people that are just dancing at the club, and it's kind of a, I don't know, I feel like everybody's really there for the music in a way that, I don't know if it's just because the Burning Man people aren't there, or if it's just there's not as many people out in general. I don't know. It just had a different vibe. Like it had a totally different vibe last weekend. And I'm thinking tonight's going to have a different vibe too. And it's a good vibe. It's a really good vibe. So vibe. Yeah. I'm almost curious. And now I'm like debating. I kind of want to like check it out with you because I normally go to Burning Man parties because I actually like the music. So if you're saying like the opposite, I'm like, hmm. Maybe I will investigate tonight. Oh, well, you're more than welcome to come. Um, I theoretically might have an extra ticket because I wasn't sure that you were coming, so I invited somebody else, but now they can't come, maybe. So I'm like, I don't know. We'll see what happens at midnight. Maybe Shadow Lady will be with Madison in the club. (laughs) It's a crazy Dolby Atmos sound system tonight. It's going to be the bomb. Just saying. What's going on? I think Pegasus has been doing a lot of research for our for our grand topic today. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, stats, stats, yeah, stats, I do stats. remember a few things. Um, so I guess if, uh, if our check-ins are all done, <laughs> the one then, check-in. Uh, then we... Shadow Lady, present. Okay, present. <laughs> uh, Jay Quellen, present. Um... Yeah. Pegasus present. Ah, there we go. Pegasus. It's Friday. I am, you know, back when I drank, I was completely either sozzled or hungover by this day. And I, uh, you know, after a, a week of actually working now, I, I still feel pretty tired. So I'm not entirely here. Totally understand. Yeah. I'll catch up with you all. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, yeah, go for it. No, okay. no, I was just uh, wondering how this uh, microphone smells like hairspray. Hey, you know what? I just smelled my microphone and I wanted to puke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Uh. Yeah, it's... Hairspray is a lot better. And hopefully nobody puked on this microphone. Um, Bob, smell yours. Anything? No. The roses really smell like... Yeah, they've got the primary microphones that get used a lot more than the guest microphones. We spit in, uh, we spit in so much game on these mics. Uh, so I think that uh, the topic was, uh, the theme for tonight 
proposed by Pegasus was a really cool one, and uh, uh, it was about um, how the people how people relate to holidays and occasions and in their drinking and use and partying and and maybe not um and the kind of fun or not that they have and so we were sort of prepping for this with a little discussion that was fun and um i definitely have stories and experiences i can share uh, being out there drunk at all these occasions and also what it's like sober i just Pegasus got me thinking about how, like, now I just fall asleep often. <laughs> and let's not pussyfoot around this. People love a three-day weekend so that they can just go and get as fucked up as possible, be completely blotto for three days, and then stagger in on Tuesday and, you know, uh, try to make some semblance of getting back to work. At least that's how it was for me. Blotto. Isn't blotto from... Blotto. Uh, oh, Bluto. My name is Otto. I like to get Blotto. <laughs> Reference from please. The Simpsons. Yeah. Otto the bus driver. Oh, okay. That's what he says in AA. No, he no goes way. To an AA meeting. Simpsons. Why did I not know that there is a character that goes to an AA? Me- is it new? Like newer episodes? Well, there's actually Barney, the who was originally the the drunk. Oh yeah. He, he actually gets clean and sober. And for uh, around... <laughs> he oh. said Barney. I, I thought of the dinosaur. I'm like, yeah, what? He's yeah. in The Simpsons? Yeah, well, okay. Wow. Barney's That's sober? That's where your mind goes. Yeah. Uh, can't you just imagine Barney the dinosaur stumbling around drunk, though? Yes. You're well, my best friend. Oh, boy. We need... Th- has there been a documentary about the man inside the costume? Oh my God. Or the voice? <laughs> now we need to find out. What was going did, on? Did there? you guys ever play Doom, the video yeah, game Doom? Yeah, of course, Doom? definitely. The, oh, the, yeah. There was a mod for Doom that uh, re- replaced uh, the monsters with Barney, <laughs> and it was really disturbing because the, it would it would make the "I love you" as like the monster noise, and you'd be oh, running God. around in these rooms, and this like just evil "I love you" would just echo through <laughs> the speakers as it was getting closer and closer, and then this giant purple dinosaur would try to kill you. Wow. Yeah, that is... I would have liked that, actually. Um, I I remember I got into Rise of the Triad uh, more than Doom for some reason. Doom, the movie, was fantastic. Oh, oh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, my God, yeah. And what? Carl Urban. Yeah. This, I actually love that movie for real, so... Could you? I do. I yeah. love The Rock. Oh my Could god! You? Oh, I love, I love the, rock. the Rock. Oh yeah. Could you? And they actually. Explain? He's got a new show. Ballers. Yes. Yeah. It's Ball- been around. Ballers is not new. It's been around for like four seasons, three seasons. For me. Oh. <laughs> hey, new Dave Chappelle. It's actually new... kind of surprising that he's still doing it. You know, this year, uh, Dwayne Johnson is the highest paid actor. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. In TV and film, or just in, in, yeah. well, yeah. Period. In, yeah. In film mainly. He's. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I mean, we got to celebrate that guy's neck muscles. All right. I think he deserves to be paid a hundred million dollars a year for for that achievement alone. Yeah. We should start a slow <laughs> slow clap. Well, I want to watch his okay. new movie. Um, what is it? Uh, the Fast Furious spinoff. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I gotta watch Hobbs and Shaw. Oh boy. Yeah. That's something. So we were talking about somehow about holidays. 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 Happy holidays. holidays. 
Happy well, I... holidays. <laughs> well, what holiday do we have coming up here? Does anybody remember the name of it? The one on Monday? Yeah. That, that would be Labor Day, I believe. Okay, well, I just... You know, not every, everybody confuses. Some people confuse well, you know, we Memorial Day and Labor Day. International listeners. All right, I do. International <laughs> listeners. Yeah, like, Can anybody know, explain what ever. this holiday is actually oh, about? Gosh, I have no idea. I thought it was like a rest for the workers. It's like a total socialist for the people proletariat holiday. At least oh, that's what I thought. I thought it was a celebration of communism. I mean, I yeah. of course that would get voted into a federal holiday up, here in the United States. <laughs> Now somebody has to look it up on the interweb. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia is um, for. Well, so um, I thought it was, you know, I just remembered what it was like for me, and I kind of was kind of curious what the statistics are, as Jay Quillen was was saying, and um, it's just sort of interesting what the uh, what are the most popular days holidays to get drunk on and um well the most popular of course the most popular is mardi gras oh well what by by the average number of drinks consumed per holiday it's across the entire population not just amongst those of us who binge drink i mean that's read fairly regional i would think yeah, yeah. I don't know how they cooked up these statistics. It's just a. Well, this is from alcohol.org. And we're. Okay. Jake Paul well, and I were looking at this we, earlier. Yeah, we are not so, so, sure hey, that this is not an industry so where, where, organization. Where does, does St. Patty's rank? Number three, I'm guessing? That's right. Yay. Number three. Um, number two is New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Yeah. Number three is St. Patrick's Day. Number four, anybody want to guess that there's some. Uh, beta Breakers. <laughs> Not an actual holiday. Um, that would be the 4th of July. Hey, it was a holiday four. for me. It was three holidays. Um, oh, and I guess I should count off the uh, the number of average number of drinks consumed per capita. Begins with Mardi Gras, 4.5. New Year's Eve, 4.4. St. Patrick's Day, 4.2. 4th of July, 3.8. I mean, that's kind of mystifying. You would think it would be more for celebrating our nationalistic birthday. And then we have... Halloween at number five. Oh yeah, three and a half drinks per, and then Cinco de Mayo, three and a half drinks. Um, I have a feeling Halloween is also like a big drug drug yeah. day. Oh yeah, or night. Uh, then we have Memorial Day at three point three drinks per, and inexplicably La- Labor Day is only three point two ah. drinks per, hmm. and that's holiday number eight. Then we have winter holidays at three point one, and Thanksgiving at two point seven. Labor Day that doesn't is seem right like to me. Lamenting the end of summer, right? Isn't what there are something... the months? I have a question. What are the months for those holidays? Because I wonder, like, if it starts like you're you're partying hardcore. What's the first one? Is it New Year's? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Is what is it? New Orleans. It, I mean, part of all. <laughs> so you start partying in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, isn't from... Mardi Gras right before Easter? Oh yeah. Yeah, but is. I feel like there's different. Dates for that, I get confused. Well, no, carna- it, it, Carnival is different dates I per mean, country, so that you can travel around Carnival. and hit Carnival. Yeah, well, I've always kind of equated the two holidays yeah, in my mind, but I, I guess, guess Mardi Gras is specific to New Orleans. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the yeah, day yeah. before Ash Wednesday. Yes, yes. March fifth. Yeah. Oh, Fat but wait, Tuesday. in in 2018 it was February 13th, and 2020 it will be February 25th. Yeah, it's because Easter isn't on the same day. 
Well, why is that? Huh. Ask God. I was going to say, because <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Jesus rose more, I don't know. Free speech radio. Okay. <laughs> Let's go Jesus. We'll I'm pretty sure there's probably not a high A friend of mine has a uh, lenticular listening. Jesus in his bathroom. Who's that? Uh, lenticular are the uh, images that move when you, when you change the angle that you're viewing them from. Do the eyes follow yes. you? No, no. The eyes open and close when you move. Oh, no. oh yeah. in the bathroom. It's, it's like yeah, it's like Jesus on the cross with the cr- crown of thorn of crown of thorns, and the eyes open and close when you move. It's great. Jesus yeah. is watching you. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on then. I, yeah, I came home the other day and somebody left a big picture of Jesus on my front oh, door. Oh, yeah, you texted me Yeah, that. I was like, what is this? But I think it was Church it was of me. Christ of Latter-day Saints. It looked like an LDS one, but I could be wrong. You got? Do you have a picture of it? I do. Oh, you did send me a picture. I think I deleted the picture, yeah, though, I but it. I sent it to... But was it LDS? I don't know. So we have one of those doorbell cameras that you can see who was on your porch, and it was these three women. So I don't know, three young women. Oh, that's not LDS. Then. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's probably Jehovah's suits. Witness. Yeah, yeah. So. Hova. Now that I think about it, the Mormons would have had the. Hova. Had the suits with the name tags, Elder so and so, and Elder so and so. Um, so, oh, so there we go. We're, we're trying it without music. Um, it, without music. People have commented that uh, the music can be a little distracting because what happens is everything, all this audio gets compressed down to like nothing on the internet and ends up with a bunch of noise. Wait, it. is that lossless compression? Did you discover lossless compression? No? Silicon Valley guys? No? Um, no, that was the guy from the show. Yeah. Lossless compression over the Internet of Things, your refrigerator <laughs> acting as your server or something like that. Um, but maybe we have some tech people here who could explain things to us. <laughs> so Labor Day, Pegasus, you had some more. You're giving us some stats. Oh, on yeah. Different holidays. And uh, did you want to unless you had other stuff, did you want to share about your Labor Day? experiences pre and post apocalypse i uh i I think we're awash in a sea of statistics over here and maybe we could all share on our yeah but please please pepper in the stats what are you guys doing i'll throw stuff out periodically how about that going to the beach nice jake Um, wallen really don't know madison I am going to the office to work. Uh, Forget Darren. I asked you, <laughs> Bob. <Darren>. Laundry. <laughs> Better than work. Shadow lady. <laughs> I'm going hiking. Nice. Where? Um, Presidio. I think it's called like Lover's Lane or oh. something. I've never been there. It's really pretty Lover's in Lane, the huh? photo. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going with my Love old friend from high school, her baby, and her aunt. Oh, so cute. Yeah, all girls. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Um, I wanted to go. I'm off six days. I have shared that with you guys. I am in the halfway. This is the halfway point of having six days off. And it's gone by fast. I am... Yeah, I have three more days, but I know it's going to go by super fast. 
But uh, I wanted to go on a hike. Since you mentioned that, I, I had all these ideas. I wanted to go on a solo road trip. But I have so many commitments, you know, through the day. I was like, nah, can't do it. Can't do it. But the reason I took six days off in the first place was because I got it cleared at work to go to Burning Man, which I've never been to and I'm not really interested in going to. We can do our own burn at the beach. Uh, Light some stuff up. Oh, yeah. Pyro. Um, That's a good idea. Do you guys know how to do a bonfire? Like, what's the deal? Because I'm not like a Cali native. Do you get a permit or you just bring some gasoline and newspaper? (laughs) What do we do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you go about doing that. But we've been thinking of buying a fire pit for our yard so can you know maybe we could get on that can you buy it this weekend and then i'm actually now i'm like yeah i'm like that's a really good idea we should buy a fire pit this weekend i feel like i have some stuff i need to write down on paper and burn to let go of it you know what i mean like there's something that sounds amazing nice about doing that maybe some tax numbers Exactly. A tax code. At the end of law school, my neighbors burnt the tax code in our driveway. So that was sort of entertaining. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Well, they burnt one one volume of the 10 volumes of the Internal Revenue Code. But, you know. <laughs> what, was that in solidarity with you or? No, everybody else hated tax except for me. So, you know. Uh. Hey guys, just wanted to interrupt this program. Let you know for our uh, for all our. Just wanted to interrupt this program and let you know, for all our uh, podcast fans, uh, you may just be tuning into us now. <laughs> so, if uh, uh, here you're on with uh, me, Jay Quellen, my co-host Pegasus, and our lovely friends of the pod and guests, and our co-host uh, Shadow Lady, who's recently uh, upgraded, promoted from intern to co-host. But I want to say an intern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll leave it up to you. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it up to the Standards and Ethics Board. But we have our friends of the pod, Madison and Bob, and uh, Shadow Lady, Pegasus, and myself, uh, just for those of you who may just be tuning in, um, welcome. <laughs> Woo! Shadow Lady always has something good to to, to fill to fill when we go when we go dead. But um, yeah, Labor Day. Uh, yeah, this I have these six days off. Thought I would go to. The only reason Burning Man was on the table is because uh, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, I guess, a friend, an acquaintance just was like, I'm making it super easy for you, man. I have a ticket. I have housing, uh, you know, everything. Just do it. A ton of our friends are going and it's special. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go. Are, are, are you going? No. Oh, it's, it's too a bit late now. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely too late. I can't yeah, communicate with anybody there. <laughs> but no, uh, definitely you, not going. Do you know what he was offering you as far as housing? Uh, yeah, they, they had an RV. Oh. Uh, so it was, a, it was a bed in an RV. Uh, I think that would have been quite nice. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's uh... It's not a, it's not cheap. I mean, it, w- it was... The total cost was going to be thousands of dollars. The ticket... 
that it, it's a thousand dollar ticket. I guess, you know, I mean, you guys may know this, but uh, where we are today, I guess, with uh, Burning Man ticket sales is that, you know, you follow some instructions to try to get the uh, limited release uh, supply of uh, roughly $400 tickets, I think 380 or 400 And then they have a parking pass, which I think is under $100. And then they have a ton of tickets that are $1,000. <laughs> but everything sells out. All those tickets sell out. But I think those are resales. Uh, no. Like the ones no, that are 1000 No, the thousands are not resales. They are The thousands are original. They are they are just uh, the next level after the um, the four hundred dollar ones sell out, mm. and they're just trying to generate revenue, run their thing, you know, make it happen, keep it going. Uh, but resales, I did look. I became very curious. I did a lot of homework. All of this spurred me on to potentially really think about it, do my homework, satisfy some of the conditions that weren't being met uh, for me this year, which is why I didn't go and go next year. Um, and try to get that cheaper ticket. But um, I was going to say on StubHub, I did, when I was doing my homework on, you know, it was $1,000 a good price. There were 500 tickets on StubHub uh, about a week before, you know, people started going. And the minimum price was sixteen or $1,700. And that minimum price dropped, you know, every day, every day, you know, as we got closer. I don't know what the, the bottom price ended up being or what, what a ticket would cost now. Like 500, that's a lot of tickets to gouge. But I, uh, my friends say that, you know, gouging is not in the spirit of, of the program, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. Anyways, what do I know? I haven't been there. Is paying a thousand dollars in the spirit of the thing? Oh yeah. So my whole thing, this last minute thing was going to reasonably cost me $2,500. Very reasonable. Everyone said. That's insane. That's for for Burning Man, that's actually not bad. I should have gone. I think the tickets were forty five dollars the first time I went. Yeah, I know, Bob. You were saying that you went. Yeah, yeah. I've been a number of times uh, to Black Rock City, or is that that's what they call it? Yeah, yeah, the playa. yeah. Wow. Except for the one year that it wasn't on the playa. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there was one year that uh, the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. Uh, kind of at the last minute, just wouldn't give them permits to do it in the usual dry lake bed that they do it on. So they scrambled and wow. um, got a uh, local rancher to give him permission to do it on his uh, cattle ranch. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. It was uh, not a dry lake bed. And the first thing they had to do was uh, clean up all of the dead cow bones and dead cow carcasses. And they actually took all of the... Uh, cow bones and built a giant sculpture out of it which is very much in the um burning man uh um yeah yeah uh and uh it was it was okay but um i mean part of being out in the middle of the dry lake bed is that there's there's no plants there's no bugs there's nothing and when you're uh you know kind of in a grassland it's definitely a different different feel but it was it was still fun it was still burning man I would go if somebody paid for my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and gave you an RV to sleep in? Exactly. I don't even care, though. Like, I feel like I would sponsored. totally be like, yeah, anyone who wants to sponsor me. I mean, I'll make art. I'll cook. <laughs> I'll do service. I just won't pay because I think it's ridiculous. I think you can volunteer and potentially go free or discounted. Um, I don't know that I heard that. 
I think you need like a month though, because don't you go like three weeks in advance and help them set up Ooh. and like all that? Wow, like, they're I think set it's up and like break a, down. Yeah, yeah I, think I, it's like I don't a think process. it's something you can just volunteer for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there are people who've been doing it for years. Yeah. I know people at work as as yeah. security, and they're like training throughout the year, and they're you it, know. It's 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 not a volunteer position. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a drug. It's Indeed. a lifestyle. <laughs> Indeed, it's taken over San Francisco. It's funny. Like I definitely know in the startup world, like it's such a big deal, and I always keep my opinions to myself but you can read it in my face like mm, when i was in that circle i'm just like yeah it's so cool there was a, a startup that um the the ceo bought um all of his employees tickets to burning man this year what yeah oh as you know a place to uh foster new ideas dang or... it why didn't i work there that could have been my shot bob oh yeah except <laughs> you would probably would have had to be at burning man with your co-workers and that would have sucked <laughs> well i mean yeah. i've generally like liked my co-workers now especially being sober i feel like i tolerate people a lot more hmm. yeah for sure I, uh, I definitely, uh, on that note, I definitely have more charitable views towards people. I'm not as misanthropic, misanthropic, but, uh, and I feel like people are just doing the best they can. You know, I, I think I give people the benefit of the doubt these days rather than think that, uh, people are out to get me or, you know, anyways, just on that topic. Oh, back to burning, man. Like, see, and I hate people more now. What? Um, Wait, so why do you hate people now? I don't know. I think that now, I feel like I'm more aware of people's behavior. And I always, I mean, I've always been an optimist. I always think people have good intentions. But through sobriety and through being a little more aware of what's going on, I think there's a lot of people that actually, not a lot, I think there's a few people that really actually don't have good intentions. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, like, that's something that I never used to really see before, whereas now I kind of do. And it's kind of sad, but but for the most part, I agree with you. Everybody's, the majority of people are just doing the best they can, but, but... Other people are just assholes, and it bugs me now. And before I could just get drunk and not pay attention to it. That's so true, because I had this one best friend for the entire summer, and I realized that we were best friends because I was drunk for the entire summer. BFF. Summer BFF. And she had a convertible. So you were just using her. She was using me, too. I'm a very, very good, like, wing woman. You are. Madison will attest to that. <laughs> are we going to Turn break? Oh, okay. <laughs> we are. We're going to try some new things out, some new music, take a break in a few. So, um, but uh, yeah, people, people, places, and things, guys. Our attitude changes, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk more a little bit later about these various holidays that uh, used to be completely shit-faced on. Um, we won't be gone long. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. 
You can think of people right. that you either hate or tolerate on break. All right, it, we'll be back. Who was it? Uh, Diderot or uh, uh, Hell is Other People was a proclamation made by uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, I believe. And that's how I felt as a drunk. On that note. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Back folks. in a minute.
Are we coming back, guys? Hey, y'all. Thanks for uh, chilling out with those tunes. Uh, let's see. Let's get everybody back on. Bob, who was that? Uh, good question. It was, it was really chill. Chill tunes. Yeah, that was... 0-7. All right. 0-7. And uh, very cool. That was very chill. I think um, we're all pretty tired. <laughs> I think it was good mellow, mellow tune there. But uh, we are back. And uh, hey, get off your phone, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so I think Shadow Lady has some stats for all of us about all these stats. Earlier, I was looking up uh, about pizza. Like, what's the most popular popular days for pizza sales Domino's has published those statistics and the top days include New Year's uh, Eve New Year's Day and the Thanksgiving Eve which uh, and Halloween I think uh, and oh what am I talking about the Super Bowl <laughs> as well Super Bowl's up there but uh, Thanksgiving Eve is a holiday that I always refer to as the pre-Thanksgiving shit show. Everybody comes home. They go to their local neighborhood dive bar and get trashed before they have to hang out with the family. All right. I got a game. <clears throat> I have a game for us to play for the stats. There's going to be three choices. And I would like you guys to guess like which one is the number one, the number two, and number three that people consume on certain holidays. Okay. All right. For Halloween, put this in order from number one, two, and then three. There's, <laughs> yes, sugar is a drug for sure, but no, that's not part of it. Um, tequila, beer, and vodka. Wait, what? Between those question? three, like which one is number which, one, which number two? Which is consumed the most on Halloween? Correct. Oh, oh vodka. Oh, what are the... What That's are, your number one. What's your number two and three? Well, vodka's always my number one. <laughs> Wait, tequila, beer, and this vodka. This is for the, the masses, not just personal. Oh, I can only go by my own experience. Halloween, I'm going to say tequila's at the top. Okay. All right, so let's make it easy. What's your guess for number one? Yeah. Pegasus, tequila, vodka, or beer? I already know the answer. Ah, uh, all right, then... <laughs> then guess wrong. Matt, no. I'm going to say beer. <laughs> okay. Oh. Madison. I can literally see the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so then you better get this right. Tequila. Tequila mocking. Schnapps. <laughs> Wild card. It's not part of the choices. Jesus. And you can already see it. X factor. Beer. That's right. It's beer for oh, Halloween. Okay. Oh. All right, next. For Thanksgiving, which one is number one between whiskey, beer, and wine? Wine. Yeah, probably wine. Tequila. Tequila, Tequila. and turkey, they, they go hand in hand. And the answer is wine. So the soft stuff is what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's classier, maybe, around Thanksgiving, you know? I mean, are we going by number of drinks or the amount of actual alcohol content? Mm, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Okay, last one. For 
sipping season. This is, I want to say, around maybe Christmas or... I'm sorry, did you say sipping yeah, season? Like, what yeah, like, sipping season? I think that just means, like, during the winter. Is this, like, an Australian website? I <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <something laughs> sipping season, I don't know that term. Well, anyway, so for, let's say it's for Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Uh, but then that's kind of easy. I'll just answer. It's champagne. champagne. Yep. Yeah, there right. we go. Thanks mm. for playing, guys. Oh. <laughs> that's my game. I don't know. Who did Madison? Madison and Pegasus. <laughs> and Shadow Lady. It would be sad if I didn't win. Madison is staring the at the answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how you ace a test. <laughs> Okay, I have a new game. <laughs> How can you tell if you're a binge drinker? Is this a joke or a game? It's a game. It, it <laughs> might be both. We haven't decided yet. But let's see if you say yes or no. Even if you don't drink alcohol every day, you could be a binge drinker if you. So we'll go around the room and you say like yes or no to each one, okay? Did you guys get that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Making sure you understand the rules. Regularly drink more than the low-risk drinking guidelines in a single session. So I guess that would be like two drinks, right? Two drink What's minimum. What's the low-risk drinking guidelines? I think the low-risk guidelines guide like is actually one drink. Yeah, yeah, it's even less than two drinks a day. It's some like amount that nobody drinks, obviously. So do you try to drink less than like the guideline? What these days? <laughs> um well that's wait, what was no. <laughs> in in my drink when I drank, I was a binge drinker. I don't need this quiz to tell me yeah, that. Two two bottles and I, I, I two bottles I, mean, I think with, is over the guideline. Yeah, with this group of people, I think the answer is are gonna be pretty obvious to these questions. <laughs> The answer is an emphatic yes. The, the, the times, answer times a million, is yes. We, we, this game is no fun. You guys don't know how to play <laughs> by hey, the rules. Alcohol. This is a game that, that we all lose. I was say, well, did, did, you drink, did you drink less than the guidelines, Shadow Lady? My guideline was like, don't drink if you're pregnant. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the rest of the time, just as much as, as you wanted or... I was going to make like a really bad joke, but I'll keep that to myself. Okay. okay. Free speech radio. Free speech radio. <laughs> like now I want to know. Oh boy. I'll tell you at the club later. Sweet. You can find me at the club. Without bub in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Karaoke hour with Madison. I, I actually have been listening to that song a lot lately because I love it. Is that 50 Cent? It is 50 Cent. He's coming back. Is he? No. Everything old is new again. Oh, boy. Dave Chappelle. He's old and he's new. What about this? What countries have the worst drinking cultures? Ireland. Russia. Yeah, Russia. Well, I qualify worst drinking yeah. culture. Highest amount of consumed or highest rates of alcoholism or... Um, I think it Most means... wives beaten... <laughs> Do you know where that is? 
Do I? Yeah. Do you have a, the information there? No, I, I'm asking you. I like, where know. are the most wives be in? I, I don't know. I was wondering what you were, how you were qualifying this, These this are question. All very unexpected. I don't even right. know what I'm reading right now. Can you help me? Because <laughs> yeah. he's trying to ask me how all to right. qualify it. I'm an intern. This is why I need to stay an intern. No. How do I you're, scroll? Because I don't understand how to use it. You're at Mac. the helm of this show tonight. <laughs> Max, confuse me. I'm a PC girl. Uh, I hate Max. Max Bialystok. They don't say what is the worst drinking culture. I think they just say, um, oh... So, it's science have been trying a survey exploring drinking advice around the world found that the answer to how much alcohol is safe to drink varies depending on where you live. Uh, so each of these countries think that these amounts are safe to drink. Right, yeah. See see that's one of the funny things about, you know, the alcohol rates in different countries is that, you know, what is considered alcoholism is you know varies in different countries what people right. consider to be problem drinking is you know different in different countries oh, i see how this goes so essentially actually the united states thinks it's safe to drink the most alcohol the united states and the philippines say it's safe to drink 14 grams whatever <laughs> grams, grams I guess? Of alcohol. yeah grams so g is what? grams right I guess. Uh, are we talking safe to drive? Gallons. Or, or, or yeah, gallons. 14, yeah. <laughs> 14 gallons per year. Oh, my God. So, I guess three or four drinks a day is thought to be safe in the U.S. What? But in Sweden, that's well over the amount. So, they recommend two drinks a day. Um, and I guess a standard drink in Iceland and the U.K. is 88 grams. Sorry, eight grams of alcohol compared to grams. 20 grams in Austria. Huh. But I do think that's interesting that Americans think it's safest to drink way more than everybody else. Italy comes slightly after the States. Wait, but who, um, was this study conducted by an American and I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, years ago when I lied to my doctor and told her I only had Oh, uh, this four is to The five, Guardian. I, oh. Years ago, when I lied to my doctor and told her I only had four to five drinks uh, five to six times a week, she told me that was too much. Yeah. Well, I think these are talking to people, like just random people. Yeah. Oh, wait. People this is street. the science of random people? It is. Yeah. So this is like, yeah, we asked readers to summarize their country's attitude towards alcohol, and the unscientific results seem to suggest oh. we might all be tipping the scale when it comes to consuming oh. a safe amount. So. I don't trust anything by The Guardian. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's seriously. Kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Japan. Everybody drinks. What, what's the poll size on this? I don't know. I we, like we this part. We have 10 people. Hmm? Like this, this part like where they have like a summary of what their drinking culture is like. So, for example, here, South Africa, it's 11 to 12 grams. And... Their um, tagline is most people drink socially. And then for Spain, grams? it's 10 grams. Is it grams, right? It's got to be grams. Yeah. Okay. The Workers stop for brunch with a beer followed by a big brandy. So that's for Spain. And then here we go, repping. Yeah, Philippines. Once a bottle is opened, it must be finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, I am Filipino. And then France, the French drink 
to savor the flavors and to enhance their food. Wait, course. who's saying this? The French. The, like the French said this about themselves. You know, in that highly official <laughs> like, poll yeah. from the Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> the, this is truth. This is not fake news. Ah, uh, the Guardian. And then here, Australia, binge drinking is glorified. I believe that. And it's actually fairly similar. So the U.S., there is a binge drinking culture. Indeed. Yeah. And what what is the uh, the volume amount in Australia compared to the U.S.? Um, that's considered Australia is ten grams, and the U.S. is fourteen grams. Oh, we win. Of course, we're number one. <laughs> and then here, Italy, twelve grams. Consuming alcohol revolves around food. And the last one, UK, 8 grams. This is actually funny. Drinking yourself insensible is not only acceptable, it's admired. Huh. Yeah, I have a buddy who lives in, who's lived in London for the last 10 years, and he, we visited him once, and these guys are drinking all the time. At lunch, breaks, dinner, company meals. That's how they do it up in London. What's going on? <laughs> have you uh, ever been to London? I have, yeah. Um, yeah, the the bars all shut down there around midnight. They shut down so early. Yeah, and it's really weird. Um, and there's this like mad, like everybody just tries to slam as much alcohol as they <laughs> can before the bars shut down, and then the bars shut down, and the streets are just full of drunk people. <laughs> Just trying to get home. It's it's kind of madness. And I remember, yeah, in in some, you know, you would have to sort of do your homework to find the clubs that were open later, you know, the the nightclubs or whatever. But yeah, I was super surprised that the pubs closed that early. I was not a happy camper when I went there all those years ago. Speaking of which, what do you what do you think about the uh, the bill that they're trying to uh, allow drinking until four a.m. in uh, several major cities in California, including San Francisco? Oh, well, I actually think it's a fantastic idea. Like, I know coming from somebody in recovery, that's crazy, but no, um, I don't think it's crazy. No, but I think that like. When I'm out, I see people, and people really are trying to kind of get those last few drinks. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I brought it up specifically because I was thinking about what happens in London. And there is, to a lesser extent, because it is later, it is 2 a.m., but on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, right when the bars shut down, there is still that, you know, everybody's trying to slam, you know, their their last drinks. And then, you you know, the dangerous time to be on the road is right when the bars shut down. Exactly. Well, and in some ways I dislike it because the club gets really good around three, which is when all the drunks leave. And I think they've all left because they can't get any more alcohol. So from that perspective, I'll have to put up with them longer, which I didn't think about until just now. (laughs) But the flip side of that is that maybe people will pace themselves a little bit better. Um, And I also, I mean, I actually think it's good for the economy and good for the city. Do you really think people will pace themselves better because booze will be available more for more amount of time? (laughs) <laughs> it's a theory. Normal people. That's what they promise. Right. I don't know. Plus it is. It's good for the economy. It's like, I don't know. When I did my summer study abroad in Spain, you could basically drink all night and it was fun. And I actually like feel like I was a little more marginally responsible about my drinking. Of course, I wasn't as bad at that point in my life either. 
But, like, I was never blackout drunk, even though I could drink all night in Spain, whereas in North America, I've always been blackout drunk. So I don't know if it was just the context or the fact that I could be at the club dancing all night while I drank or that I was drinking a lot of Red Bull and vodka and maybe that was keeping me a little more present in the moment. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, totally present. Uh, oh my god, Red Bull con vodka, like the only thing I could say. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Yerbas, I remember drinking a lot of those. Yeah. Like uh, digestive, digestivos. Oh, there's like a drink for everything in Europe, you know, drink to take a shit in the morning, <laughs> drink, drink to digest your food, drink to give you an appetite before you eat, <laughs> like... Strictly for medicinal poipuses. <laughs> oh, Pegasus. I know that for, like, um, Hungary, they do that, like, throughout the day. Palinka. Pol- it's like moonshine. Palinka? Palinka. Oh, isn't that a game on The Price is Right? <laughs> Pachinko? Pachinko? Plinko? No, Pachinko is, like, I think the game hall in Japan or something. Palinka. Uh, okay. Duly noted. Um, I can't wait till I go to Europe sober. <laughs> I'm a little, so I'm thinking about, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to plan a trip to Berlin for December oh, my randomly. My um, but you know, I have been thinking, I haven't been to Europe sober. I mean, actually I have, I went to the U, I went to London for business and I actually got my eight month chip in London. At a meeting? Um, at a meeting, yeah. Gee, you never told yeah. me that, dog. That's awesome. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. It was in like the basement of a church and whatever. Um, but aside, but I was at work, so it was, and I was newly sober, so it was just, I don't know. I guess in some ways I was closer to my sobriety then than I am now, and in some ways it's a little worrisome for me to go to Europe. But I feel like Berlin in the winter will not be as. It's not going to be like sitting out on a piazza and having a cigarette and a glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's going to be like cold AF. And it's going to be more like ice luge in the club. Exactly. In Berlin, you know, they have like all weekend parties. You you can come in and out. It's like a house. It's I don't I just remember I, it was I was out of my mind. It was so fun. Um, but I will say. I have, I mean, you know, drunkalog. You remind me. I love Berlin. In my travels, in my you know basic travels, it was it's one of my favorite cities, and I had a blast there. And I had a friend living there from college, so I got to crash with him for a few weeks. And what I thought would be two days turned into like four weeks, and it was, so it was really special. My drunken highlight was that you know we were partying all night. And all day for a couple days. And uh, uh, one morning I'm trying to get back to the house and I got on the U-Bahn and I was so trashed. I just fell asleep in in the train and I ended up in some city, some other city, you know, like an hour and a half outside of Berlin. And I was I was totally not buying tickets because I'm like, they're never going to. Uh, I guess, you know, it's a, what do you call it? Honor system there where they have fair checkers, plainclothes fair checkers. For some reason, I was like, I'm never going to get caught. So I, uh, that's what I did. 
And I got back somehow. I didn't even know where anything was, but somehow. You made it. That happened to me at the Marina Beach, uh, the Marina Festival many years ago, too. Like, I just was like blacked out for eight. I lost eight hours of my life and then came to in some random apartment complex in the marina had gotten into a fight with my friends they had presumably gone back to our friend's house to crash i had never i i don't even i'd been to this guy's place for five minutes before we started the day um somehow i found found the place (laughs) after some hours i was able to find it crawl back in hey let me in guys that was a low point, you know, but I, I didn't even think it didn't even cross my mind. Oh, stop drinking. It didn't even cross my mind once. Not drinking didn't cross my mind once until I got sober. What about the day I got sober? And even then I didn't know that I was stopping drinking. <laughs> like, yeah. Shadow lady. What about like taking breaks from like concerts or parties did you guys ever do that like take naps because i did (laughs) you mean during dude like i remember this one concert uh it was um no doubt was performing and this was in new york um i forget like what amphitheater it was it was oh jones jones beach and uh i remember but i was drinking and smoking weed because I'm a G. <laughs> and I remember like passing out, like taking a nap and then like coming to at some point and then I'm like back into the concert again. Like that happened maybe a couple times. I would just like sit down and like nap and then wake up, get up and like, you know, get back into it. Dude, I was go, go, go. Nonstop. Nonstop all day, all night. And then never did never did uppers or anything. Never did any of that stuff in my life. All on that depressant known as alcohol. And an occasional puff puff, which enhance things. Little tweet, little puff. <laughs> um Coachella. <laughs> Coachella. Burn. Um so holidays. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Um, and it's a great Me too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, the I, day before my birthday. Oh, really? Nice. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's the best drinking day of the year. It used, I mean, it's the biggest party day of the year. It's awesome having a birthday right after Halloween because you get to go out on Halloween for your birthday. Like, Wait, yeah. Which birthday, Madison? Belly button or sobriety? My belly button. Oh yeah, that's something that I learned in the in the rooms is that there's a belly button birthday. <laughs> Right. I'd never heard that in my life. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, belly button birthday. <laughs> so Halloween, like, I, I, I don't know if I shared it on a previous show, but uh, yeah. Oh, we'll get back to this after our, after our break. Um, all right. Cue it up, Bob, Dr. Bob. Cue it up. Bring in the tunes. We'll be back, y'all. High Spirits on MutinyRadio.fm. High Spirits. We'll be back.
yes y'all dj wally bob said on the turntables here at mutiny radio check us out stream live mutinyradio.fm you can find our archive on mutinyradio.fm as well if you click on podcast archive there's so many other wonderful shows 20 or 30 shows i think through the week um it's it's super awesome very popular community radio station we're happy to be a part of this and uh we're coming back to you live from high spirits if you want to call in talk about anything we've been talking about uh you can uh join us at 415-550-0511 415-550-0511 welcome back guys um so we lost our illustrious Pegasus, uh, but uh, he'll be back next week, uh, so we look forward to his return. How's everything going? It's going. Friday night. <laughs> Madison's waiting to go to the club. I am. Find me in the club. Um, Do you ever find other sober people at the clubs? Uh, very rarely, but occasionally. There's actually a kid that I hung out with him last week, um, and he doesn't really drink or anything. Like, he's not a sober person, but he just is a person, like, he's a normal person that just doesn't drink or do drugs. Like, he has a drink. Um, so the people that I end up hanging out with on a regular basis, for the most part, tend to be the people that aren't. They, they drink, but they have a drink or two. They're not like, so they're not sober sober, but yeah, I've never met anyone else in recovery. Like definitely not. Um, oh, like, yeah. Go out with, but the, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do maybe, know some, maybe well, there's yeah, some other people. There Whoa. might be some, yeah. no, but I mean, have I, like, I have met people in yeah, recovery yeah. that yeah. will go out with me, but have yeah. I met somebody randomly Whew. at a club that's in recovery? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I was like, I was like, I know some people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, because like, yeah, the kid that I regularly go out kids. with doesn't like he. He'll, sometimes he gets really high, but even then he's not annoying. Like he'll do a little bit of Molly <laughs> or whatever, and like that's about the extent of it. But usually he's just has a drink. So I don't kids. know. Yeah, and this other kid is cool. Like, he's really nice. I'm going to see him tomorrow night at the show, actually. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's nice to have somebody that I can actually, like, have a little bit of a conversation with. And they dance, too. That's the other thing. I find that the people that I meet are usually the people that are dancing. Mm, And they tend to, for whatever reason, be some of the more sober people in the club. Like... You mean the people who can stand? Yeah, now that I think about it. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. A good point. I used to dance, fall down, get back up, dance again, <laughs> fall down, oh, get boy, back up. Oh boy, you were one of those, huh? I was a tornado. Um, oh, so Madison, I, I noticed that you you seem to be hanging out with a lot of kids. Um, how old are these kids? Are we talking about ten year olds or fifteen year olds or eight year olds? In the in the twenty one to twenty seven year old oh, range, I consider them kids. Gosh, yeah. I don't know. Actually, once they're over 25, they tend to be, well, no, not that much more adult. It's funny. I ended up um, spending some time with somebody that was 30 or 31 last weekend, and it was such a different experience, and it was really nice. Like It was like he was like a normal human adult, 
And I was like, wow, why do I not hang out with normal human adults that are older on a yeah. more regular basis? Um, not to say, actually, the guy that I go out with the most, I think he just turned 25, but he's like super mature for his age. He was in the military and he's had a life where he experienced a lot of things. And I think that that's made him older than his age. Like mm-hmm. he, he's definitely more responsible than a lot of people that age. But um, but the other, I don't know. Yeah. I prefer my men older. But now that I'm like also getting older, I'm kind of like <laughs> rethinking that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the, yeah, the lady shadow, uh, sh- lady shadows, lady corner, eyeshadow, shadow ladies, <laughs> lady eye corner, uh. eyeshadow. Yeah. No. Oh, shadow ladies, lady corner. Likes to date older men, but now that she's getting older, unsure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying different things out. I actually was talking to my therapist the other day and we're figuring out like things that I do in relationships. And my newest thing right now is I'm my homework is to date atheists. <laughs> really? Yes. Why is that your homework? Wow, that is interesting. I guess it's kind of me trying to be okay about not changing other people. And see how that goes. Like I don't know, you so know. So these know how, other like, people are an experiment. No, for no, no, you, no, 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 it sounds no. like the psychiatrist is doing an experiment. No, it's not an experiment. Because you actually have to go people. out and find atheists today. No, it's not that. It's like I'm meeting a lot of like atheists because I, I live why. in a state like this. In a city like this. In a city like this, which is like very open, a lot of like different beliefs or non-beliefs. And, you know, while I'm, like, out there, swipe, swipe, swiping, (laughs) it's, like, I'm getting into, like, some fights sometimes. (laughs) I'm getting, like, just, I don't know. Like, I got verbally abused one time (laughs) by this one person because I was trying to be, like, very specific about what I was, like, looking for because I'm looking for, like, somebody who is a believer. And they didn't really appreciate that. But that was also my fault because of the way that I like put it on my profile. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's going on my fourth step. Nice. Um, for people out there who don't know what the fourth step is, that's basically you doing an inventory of all the people that you've hurt while you were using and drinking and whatever else that you do. That's interesting because my fourth step was not an inventory about people I hurt at all. What was it? Maybe uh, yeah, I'm doing so it wrong. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> made I'm a searching and right fearless now. moral inventory, right? Yeah. And my um, not to not to say that uh, you're on a wrong path or anything, but just no. M- please help. No, me. no, no. That's good. That's good stuff. We and what you're talking about with your therapist, like looking at patterns and stuff like that. It behooves me to look at patterns in my life, and I just I would just rather eat a tub of ice cream, you know. Or a pound of Shalimar curry rather than dealing with my patterns. But uh, no, I was just going to say made a searching, made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. And um, so 
the format is a resentment list. So it's uh, what people, places, and things, or entities of any kind uh, are we resentful at and uh, that we have a resentment in connection with. And inevitably, okay. Now that makes sense, actually. It, and it, it's related. It is related to what you're talking about, of course. There's a corollary. I, I just, just, no, good, interesting, talking about the fourth step. Um you know, parents are on there. There's some usual suspects, maybe not for everyone in here, but uh, people I've worked with or that have worked with me is always like, there's some usual suspects here, employers, parents, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't, I don't want to um, make light of this step at all. It's very serious and it's very useful. Um, it was just changed my whole outlook on life and people and it gave me a sense of personal responsibility, which was probably the most valuable thing. I think I really learned a, a, a much deeper sense of personal responsibility through that that step because I was just like mad at everybody else, you know, resentful at everybody else. So anyways, Madison, take it away. Oh, well, I mean, mine was obviously the same format, you know. Who am I resentful? Who? What institute? I actually had a lot of institutions that I was. Oh, very I'm angry sure you did. Like <laughs> SIPC, FDC, F. I don't no, know. No, I mean just like the the patriarchy. Like honestly, I mean F I the patriarchy. have I, I still kind of have some resentments about that. But you know, being angry at institutions. One of the things that step taught me is or helped me with is that my anger at institutions and my anger at the way the world is really wasn't serving any purpose for me and hanging on to that <laughs> was oh, just, yeah. you know, it wasn't making me a happy person. So I didn't need to do that. Um, but there is the other thing about what is your partner. And I think that's what you're yes. talking about. The personal responsibility. And my experience Jeez, was actually Louise. a little different in that regard because I was raised in a family where you were taught to take personal responsibility for everything. You always needed to see your partner situation, how you could have caused it, how you might have been responsible. And for me, the fourth step and actually the fifth step, which comes after it, was my sponsor giving me permission to not take responsibility for some things. And that was huge. Hmm. And I'm going to cry because that was like the most freeing part of it for me wow. is that everything that happens in this world is not my fucking responsibility. Yeah. And I can be selfish about things. And sometimes things happen that I don't have a part in and I don't have to look for why I caused it or yeah. what I did wrong or whatever the fuck. Like, I just don't. And if that makes me a terrible person, so be it. But I've found that's made me a lot happier because I'm not responsible for everything. And no. things happen that I had no part in. And until oh, yeah. I'd done that step, I was in completely incapable of seeing that. And I know that's not really the way it's written in the book and that some people would say that's selfish and self-centered, but it's what I needed to stay sober and it's kept me sober. So, Well, I think – actually, thanks for sharing that. Um, I've been I've been doing this – I've recently gone through this with a couple of sponsees, so it is, it's fresh and I'm very like inspired by them and their dedication and what you said, yeah, on the flip side, actually that's come up, um, and it didn't come up with me or it hasn't come up with me when I've done these with, with sponsors a couple of times, the fourth and fifth, but, uh, it is like that, what you said, it's like, uh, well, firstly, we, we do talk about in the rooms that, um, it's good to set boundaries, you know, right? We talk about boundaries. We also talk about what we can control and what we can't control. So, I mean, you gotta, that's such a universal message in the rooms. It's totally relevant to 
uh, identifying that when you're making a resentment list and like, what do you control? What don't you control? What was your responsibility? But I think you're right. I, I do think, yeah, emphasis is typically placed on that we had a role in everything. And I think some uh, some people in the program maybe come from that view. And one thing I learned along the way that I really like that um, I'll, I would work with sponsees on is, yeah, there are, well, firstly, I mean, you know, it's like the idea in the program is that anything and everything is on this step, we, we, thorough, you know, right? And that you're sharing it in conf- confidential, uh, confidentially with your sponsor, and that's a special relationship. And mm. that's what we would all, you know, hope um, that you trust each other. And because uh, it's a very serious uh, undertaking and uh, takes a lot of courage. And, um, but that was, I just wanted to say that, dude, in, you know, People have all kinds of stuff on the fourth step, you know, on yeah, in their fourth step when they share the fifth step. And uh, it's not everybody's story, but like there is definitely stuff, horrendous things um, and that people are not responsible for. And also, um, so I think one thing somewhere, I don't know who I learned this from or whatever, but it's come up like when there is a situation where you do have a resentment, but in that last column, uh, what's my role in it? What's yeah. my part in it? Where you really don't have a part in it other than that basically you existed, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I have seen some sponsors who are like, you exist, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I'm not speaking for, uh, that's not everybody or whatever. I, I've seen a couple of instances of that, I think, when I was early. and um, But I do think that uh, in those cases, what we're saying is, uh, let me have the strength and wisdom to move past this resentment. That's what we write right. in, in, in that. And I never, nobody ever worked it like that with me, but somehow that's how we're doing it with some of these guys. And, um, because yeah. Yeah. Cause there's some fucked up shit that happens to oh, people yeah. that they have no part in and to tell them that they this do is have the a part real I world. think is super irresponsible. Yeah. I mean, fucked up shit has happened to alcoholics and non non-alcoholics exactly. you know right um yeah so but uh yeah but uh, uh shadow lady back to you you inspired a what's up you inspired an interesting discussion about the fourth and fifth step um but i think also when you say people that we harmed you know mm-hmm. that's directly related to eight and nine you know like oh. eight eight is made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all and the book tells us that we made that list when we did our fourth step right that being said i think there are people who weren't on the fourth step who appear on eight and people who are uh, anyways, I, I'm getting confused, but basically there's like a Venn diagram. I almost was very impressed. It's like, ah, oh, there's no, a big book thumb. There's, there's people who are on the fourth step who don't appear on eight, and there are people on eight who weren't in the fourth. Okay, that's it. I always talk to my spiz nonsies about that. So they ain't confused. <laughs> anyways. But, uh... Dead air. <laughs> I'm just thinking I was like I was unconfused and then now I'm a little confused again but basically so Dude, the I, will pull and out my, I will pull out my book <laughs> do you have one <laughs> um, well I mean oh by the way um, we have this thing uh, called this book and uh, anyways it's on the phone <laughs> it's online 
what are we talking about the bible the, the big book <laughs> well the bible i remember i had an, a bible app that like you could search everything and it was an app and it had a daily i have one reflection it was quite a quite a, a sophisticated and very user-friendly app yeah um, and it had like it had plans like like there would be challenges and plans like oh let me live this way for a couple of months and you're taking this course and other people are doing it too and it's all through the app by the way i'm not talking about aa or the big book guys i'm talking about the bible app <laughs> did it let you like search for the perfect quote to back up your point at anything oh, but the bible says hey, you know what we need to have ai for that yeah ai for the know-it-all uh, i'm um, sure you could do that because in an actual bible if you go to the back and you're like thinking about something like you're trying to figure out like abortion <laughs> you, you can go to a and there will be like <laughs> okay. parts in the bible that talk about that or that can be like a um not a quote <laughs> it's uh the verse yeah well, there's, I mean, there's some very intricate and reference-oriented Bibles out there. There's actually I mean, there's stuff Bible, about sobriety There's a recovery drinking. Bible, guys. Oh, topic for the next show? Um, there, is a, there is a Bible out there that is geared towards, you know, AA and recovery. And it's like, it's, okay, I mean, for, hey, for those of you out here there who really know what I'm talking about, my apologies, but, uh, <laughs> but I remember I've seen it. Um, it was glowing at my eyes. I almost turned to stone. Oh, did, wrong you, ana- did you find it under a rock and get inspired analogy. to write? Wrong like... analogy. Um, burning bush, y'all. Um, so on one page, it has like the biblical stuff. And like on the other page, it has the recovery stuff, or there's like, a recovery one where it's like the big book and on the other page it has the references to the bible i mean it's all out there it's, that sounds cool i have a buddhist book there's a buddhist recovery yeah there's a buddhist one and there's a yeah buddhism and recovery and um yeah for sure it's it's quite interesting i mean that's that i guess i i guess i shouldn't be so astonished or surprised because the program is all about um bringing people to their higher power and developing that relationship and understanding and uh, whatnot. Whatnot. I said whatnot there to be flippant, but, um, but yeah, there are, I've seen all kinds of, I had a a person who gave me, um, I have guys, I have a first edition, a big book reprint. (laughs) Like they reissued the original first edition, like a few years ago. And it's very big. It's much bigger than the blue book. And it has, it has like land of the rising sun. Very interesting jacket cover. It's a beautiful jacket cover. Actually. It's like very yellow and black and orange and whatever. And then, um, of course, like, There are some stories that are different and some things were revised. What is this book? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the first edition. The um, AA World Services or the the publishing arm of uh, the society, the the organization, uh, reissued reissued, um, the, uh, the first edition of the big book, which was printed in like, I think, 35 or 1935. Are you guys one of those that like... Madison's like, what are you talking about? Hey, it's late, y'all. We just getting crazy. 
I just, I, I'm just sorry. It just, I don't know, all the, whatever. It just reminds me, in early sobriety, I went to, like, a movie night where we watched, like, the Bill and Bob story oh, movie. Oh, gosh, I've never seen that. And I was just like, I don't know, that's not, it's not the program I've worked, it's not the person I am, and I'm glad that, I'm glad that I met a group of women that were willing to take me in and have me watch movies with them, but it was not... Anyway, that was not your movie choice. It was not my movie choice, <laughs> and like the the whole like knowing the history of the program, and then this page, and then that page. Dude, just let not me my tell thing. you. I was about to ask that. I, I was, was be like, do you know pages? Because I hear people Fuck like, no, no, I don't I know pages. Page Sixty-eight. <laughs> well, the worst part was we're watching this movie, right? And everybody's like, I love this part. This is like the best part of the book. And I'm like, I don't know this part of the book. And everybody looks at me with this horrified look, right? So I go home and like, I'm not, I don't think about it for months. And then I read the first story in the book. And I'm like, oh, it was that story. That's the story I didn't know. No wonder they all thought I was like the lamest AA ever because I didn't know like Dr. Bob's story or whatever, Dr. Bill's. I don't even know whatever the first, the first story oh, wait, that I don't on. relate to. Madison just said Dr. Bill. <laughs> so, hey, exactly. welcome to... You're on the Dr. Bill show uh, where we talk about your problems. Um, uh, Dr. Bob's Nightmare is the first story. Is it? Dr. Bob's Nightmare. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it was either that one or it was... It's the one where, like, the war and the... I don't know. Anyway, I was like... Well, the the yeah. first story in the big book is Bill's story. It's called Bill's story. Yeah, then and that's the one it the was. War. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the to. story it was. Um, there's, there's a tombstone that he sees, like... A man is never forgot whether he died by musket or by pot. And everybody's like, oh, pot, they're talking about weed, y'all. But they're talking about a pot like of alcohol. They use different kinds of words back then, y'all. Right. Different kinds of words. Let me tell you on that note, guys. I mean, you guys can see like I'm getting all wild right now. Like I drank some, what do you call it? Some what? Um, What's that stuff? Club Mate. Uh, (laughs) Pegasus, Pegasus loaded me up on some Club Mate. Club Mate. But, um, oh, shoot, I was all jacked up on something. <laughs> Bill's story, the pot, the words of the Oh, days. oh, let me tell you. Coming up with my, with certain brothers and sisters in the program, I mean, there are people, I kid you not, there are people who learn to read the English language through the big book. Okay? That's true. Like, yeah. like, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about somebody from another country. I'm talking about Americans, like someone who is a down and out alcoholic, didn't get that education or was just, you know, foggy AF and, and that they worked with a sponsor and they learned to read, you know, <laughs> or somebody who could read and was maybe not as educated and got really interested in the anachronism someone who was reading the anachronism how to read because they were drunk (laughs) oh yeah that's what i'm talking about lots of things can happen through it the program you could learn to read (laughs) okay anything is possible um but uh no i think that's really amazing that's it's truly amazing I, you know, you have to look up. There's, yeah, speaking of other versions, there's versions where you then you can look up the words. Uh, there's guides. There's supplemental guides. Um, somebody gave me one of those, and I, ha- I haven't cracked it open a long time ago. Some extra guide. Have you all gone through the steps 
Bob, have you gone through the steps? No. Shit getting real. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have too. Actually, no, I mean, I'm like, so I, wait, out of I have three times. <laughs> how come? I just haven't reached that point where I've been ready to do it. That's and cool. Like sobriety wise. I, I'm just interviewing. I'm curious. All right, cool. I'm a curious cat. Meow. <laughs> That's my cat. <laughs> how long have you been sober now? I'm coming up on two years. That's awesome. I don't even think I got two years together. I think I had like my first relapse shortly after a year or something. I went on vacation and then pot pot got me real pot. Not this. (laughs) Not the olden days pot. (laughs) Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's a trip guys. Gotcha. Yeah. No, totally. But Have you worked all the steps? I did it the first time around very quickly, but I also was like very deep into recovery. Like I got thrown into, this was like my, um, this was how I got washed clean. <laughs> I was like in the hospital and then I went to rehab and then I did sober living. So during the period mm, yeah. that I was in sober living, oh. I had a sponsor who actually had less than a year. Wow. Oh and she just like took me through the steps very quickly, which I think is, it was good for me. Right. And, um, like, I don't even remember if we met like, not just every week, but like more like a bunch of, I, I remember we would just like, go through the steps like read and like smoke cigarettes like it was good times (laughs) fast times at ridgemont high yeah well thanks for sharing that both of you guys i mean that's that's uh that's interesting and um for sure uh yeah the going through it being ready you know uh, definitely and then also going through it like you said fast you were in a pinch in a dire situation yeah it's not all like great experiences my second go around i got fired when i was doing my fourth step what yeah hey what do you mean by fired shadow lady what does that mean my my sponsor broke up with me because i wasn't like really doing doing my fourth step she said i wasn't No, like she, she felt like I wasn't being fearless and (laughs) what is it? Oh my God. Fearless and and thorough from the very start. But she was Um, right though. Like, like now we're, we're still cool. Like we do gratitude texts with each other and I have a new sponsor and I am finally like on my fourth step and it was right. Like I wasn't ready then because I was like in this relationship that was kind of like, I, I was, you know, making it work, and I was also, like, just very, very into my job. Like, I was so busy, and I was, like, deep into this whole, like, startup world, and I think that I just had, like, a lot of guards up, and now I'm going to get emotional, too. So, what did, what did you do? What did you do when your uh, <laughs> What did you do when your sponsor broke up with you? I I was upset. I mean, 
I, I understood though I understood why she had to do it because the thing is like with your sobriety you have to do what works for you so what I was doing within our like sponsor sponsee relationship wasn't really working for her like it wasn't serving her sobriety as well and I I knew she had to like do that but at the same time I was definitely like resentful and I think she actually might have fired me because when I was doing my fourth step I put her on my fourth step <laughs> <laughs> for for making me like redo my fourth step i love it and i think like when i read that to her her face was just kind of like you're a b i think that's awesome though Queen so yeah she broke up with me and then later on that boyfriend i was talking about broke up with me and then now i'm ready for my fourth step with a new oh, sponsor cool. good good spot yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of angles you can come at all of this with i feel like there could be a whole show about that kind of stuff it's interesting because i was just thinking about how it recently it came up with some chatting with some people or maybe at a meeting or something but um that like they're in working with madison is gonna kill me no no just like in working with others like in working i i won't go into all the details because hey you know we're we're gonna wrap up soon guys um but uh we'll we'll get back into it uh, hey y'all if you're out there read working with others um we do uh we uh, talks about uh we talk about how um if your man, they mean like your prospect or your sponsee in the parlance today. If your man <laughs> not be, that. if your man not be, you know, taking it, taking to it, then just move on because you're wasting an opportunity to work with another um, pliant alcoholic. So it came up recently in conversation. So this is the first time when you mentioned that shadow lady that, that you were fired or I've heard people mm -hmm. say they were fired or that they fired someone it's the first time where I sort of like flipped it and and connected it to that statement in the book, you know, um, just to be in a charitable sort of a way. But it's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I fired someone. I want to fire somebody. <laughs> yeah. Why did you fire a sponsor? I fired my sponsor because she was too intense. Oh, like, boy. I, I mean, like. I understand. This is the thing. Every time that like something either happens or whether it's like my fault or in my opinion, it's not my fault. At the end of it, I realize like they were right and I was wrong. <laughs> and I think that's just like in early sobriety, like the first couple years, you're really just learning. So I am sorry for firing you. Your intensity was great. I think I'm going to, I think based on, I'm inspired. I'm going to go out and just, just uh, line my sponsees up and just fire, <laughs> fire someone just at random, you know, like, like some kind of, some kind of, what do you call it? Like the firing squad, no, those game, sh uh, not game shows, those reality shows like you're out. What if we had a reality show like that? Um, let's map that out on the next episode. Sober like, Island. Sober Island. <laughs> you're out. Sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out. Tonight, you are out. 
that's what just hide bottles of booze around the island oh no <laughs> try to trick them oh no just tempt them oh no temptation island booze edition exactly all right guys i think um hey it's coming down to the wire here uh shall we just sign off i think um how does everybody feel any closing remarks bob nope uh, Shadow Lady. I hope I don't get fired again. <laughs> <laughs> well, work harder. I am, I am. She checked in on me today. She's like, what's going on? And I said, I, I started. It's happening. Good. I don't know. My sponsor, I found this hugely helpful. My sponsor gave me a two-week deadline and told me oh. if I'd missed anything, we'd come back to it. Like, I didn't yeah. need to write everything down. It didn't need to be perfect. Just like... And, you know, in hindsight, I liked that because I knew what was bothering me. I didn't need, like, months to think about that shit. I really needed two yeah. days to think about that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I knew what was on that list. I agree. It's It was so easy. It's like, you know what's bothering... At least for me, that was my experience. I yeah. know what was bothering me. I knew it was bothering me the whole time. It was not, like, something I needed to do any soul-searching about. Like, yeah. I think... I think there, uh, I relate to you, Madison. I think it was, there was a lot of stuff that I, I just didn't admit it on a higher level, you know, or like yeah. accept it, you know, right? Um, but I do think, I, I, I will say, I totally respect, and I do think that there are things that are like buried and obfuscated and confusing. And like we were talking about earlier, I can readily admit that like I have all kinds of bad habits and patterns and whatever you want to call it, character defects or whatever that. I'm not looking into it today, you know, right? And I, yeah. it behooves me to really dig, dig into that stuff if I want to make some big changes. Like make more money. <laughs> okay. Is that your sign-off? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hey, it's been great. Um, it's been real. Thanks, guys, for making this. Thanks, really, for making this uh lively show um i think we got our footing there in the second act and um it's good glad we held out Eleven fifty-eight. happy labor day all right guys have a great labor day have a good holiday be bye. safe be safe out there bye bye